Listening in Mooresville, Indiana, Santa Maria, De Paulo Order in Spain, and Gunter, India, this is the Gruppy Chunk Podcast. In production, the nightmarish No Mike Mickey Dolan, and in the social media center, the sinister social media savant Scotty, the dude who's now employed. I am your mate for Dia the Mike, your podcaster, Pip, 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 Pip. Your rhetorical rockateur, your Halloween hallucination. I am Grumpy Chunk. In English, we say good morning. Later, what we learned this week, plus a very special history of the holidays featuring Halloween, and in a moment, the Dollar Store movie review. But first, Tony Bag of Donuts. Hey, Chucky Fresh. Good morning. (laughs) How you doing, Tony? Uh, By the way, thank you for the donuts. Nice job. You got it, kid. So I wanted to talk to you for a moment because we're getting a lot of complaints about you not actually giving specific history of the holiday. Okay, all right. You know, I hear all the little words and complaints coming out of people's mouths. All right, well, I... Today, look, today I promise we'll do a history. And you know what? And what's going to come up? Let me tell you something, Chucky Fresh. Coming up this week, we're going to have a very special Halloween-like bonus for all your listeners out there. Okay, is that okay with you, Chucky Fresh? I I appreciate you clearing that up for us, Tony. That's okay, Chucky Fresh. Look, now you just do your little cute movie thing, okay? Yeah, (laughs) Okay, Uh, it is time for the Dollar Store Movie Review. It's starting to smell a little like danger in here. Little Hand says it's time to rock and roll. Bring the noise. I am just a figment of your imagination. Hang on a minute, lads. The heavy metal Smeagol? What? You imbecile! You bloated idiot! So we have a very special Halloween version of the Dollar Store movie review today. You're you're against me, aren't you? Of course you are. All skeletons are against me. They always have been. Even when I was a child, I was hated by skeletons. (laughs) From director Larry Blammeyer, 2001's The Lost Skeleton of Cadavra. Hold on, my skeleton. For soon you shall have life. Sweet life. Once again, I asked Scotty, the boy who's now employed, to put uh, the trailer on the YouTube page. So it's on there. If you go to the uh, playlist, there's a, there's a playlist of all the movies that we've reviewed. So you want to check that out. What is it, darling? Oh, I don't know. As a scientist, I just wish I could appreciate more things like cabins bicycles so let's get right into the plot because the cast is sort of inconsequential to this movie since you've probably never heard of them at all in my time i guess i've seen bears do some things that even a bear wouldn't do this movie is what's called a send-up which leads us to our first grumpy chunk fun fact it's a grumpy chunk fun fact a send-up is a movie that pays homage to another movie or style in this case, the lost skeleton of Cadavera is a send-up of all those drive-in movie 1950s B-rated horror movies, like The Blob or The Fly. <laughs> Ranger Brad, I'm a scientist. 
I don't believe in anything. <laughs> the plot of this is pretty basic. A very bad scientist and his very not smart wife try to save the world from a host of radioactive monsters, space aliens, and an evil scientist, plus an annoyed skeleton. Yes, I said annoyed skeleton. Next you'll be telling us there's monsters. <laughs> it's filmed totally in black and white, which puts more emphasis on that drive-in movie feel. Dinner was delicious, honey. Keep cooking like that and I won't even be able to move, let alone do science. This is the type of movie that Mystery Science Theater 3000 would roast, right? If you get my meaning. The cast features the director who also wrote it and is the lead actor, Larry Blammeyer. It also features Faye Masterson who now has been in the Fifty Shades movies and on American TV with NCIS, Bones, and The Mentalist. This movie also has Brian Howe, who uh, recently was in the newsroom, SWAT, and Code Black on CBS. There is a Dan Conroy, who, whose claim to fame is that he starred in a movie called The Screaming Forehead. No. <laughs> More like The Screaming Foreskin. If you ever saw that movie, you'd be like, what, 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 what? I hope the owners don't mind their good dishes holding a radioactive meteor. <laughs> don't eat the meteor by mistake, whatever you do. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, we'll clean the dishes before we go. So this movie kind of brought me back to my youth when going to the drive-in was kind of fun. Plus, you were seeing all the really bad films of the age. Godzilla, The Blob, Sinbad. Where you could sit there, you didn't have to think. And you could just sit back and be entertained by the silliness of it all. And I, I gotta confess, I would like to have seen that movie this way. Mrs. Grumpy and I were sitting in the living room. We got the TV. And we're trying to watch the lost skeleton of Cadavera. But it's just not the same. Mrs. Grumpy and I grabbed the portable DVD player and we went into the car late at night and we put it on the dashboard and we watched it that way. It made it, it, made it that much better. <laughs> and for a buck, that was really entertaining. Tomorrow, let's say you and I go searching for our rocky, glowing, radioactive friend from space together. So will I recommend this movie, especially during the Halloween holiday? Absolutely. I will recommend this movie. And you know why? Because I went in knowing it was meant to be bad. It was filmed to be bad. On the DVD cover, it even says, filmed in Skeletorama. It's like, what? What? what, 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 what? Surely those are old wives' tales. And believe me, I've known plenty of old wives. <laughs> so immediately I knew it was meant to be stupid. I did not lose any brain cells. The gray matter is still locked nicely in my head. So for one dollar, one dollar, is the lost skeleton of Cadaver worth it? Absolutely. Right. Coming up, we're going to find out what we learned during the week. Also, maybe take a look at some of the losers from last week. But first... <sighs> It's history of the holidays. All right, all right, all right. It is that time for history of the holidays. I am your host for history of the holidays, Tony Bag of Donuts. Now look, I've heard all the complaints. You've been running your mouth saying that I ain't giving you history. Well, I'm going to give you history this time of the Halloween because I'm going to tell you about the secret that nobody knows about Halloween, but I know. Halloween was started by three guys. Johnny the Shoe Montgomery, Giuseppe Frown Boy Ward, and WWF Wrestling Champion Stone Cold Steve Austin. So look, alright? So Johnny and Giuseppe, they formed this department store called Montgomery Ward. And Stone Cold, Steve Austin, he was selling goat milk soap for the Montgomery Ward. Look, he had an idea and he went to Giuseppe, he went to Johnny, he said, hey look, I got an idea! 
Because we need to bring some more money up in this bitch. The guys, Montgomery and Ward, so Frown Boy and the Shoe, they're looking at Stone Cold, and they're like, what you got? And Stone Cold said, hey, look, what we do is we make a bunch of costumes, and we sell them. But we do it in a kind of a weird, scary way. Kind of like a Ponzi scheme, but scarier. And Giuseppe and Johnny, they both looked at each other and said, hey, damn, that's a good damn idea. And so they had a little marketing campaign saying that Halloween was this really scary thing, right? Stone Cold Steve Austin, he stops selling the goat milk soap, and he starts developing all these little costumes for the kitties and stuff like that. But then, okay, because then Halloween becomes this big, awesome, crazy holiday, right? And Johnny the Shoe Montgomery and Giuseppe the Frown Boy Ward, they're making money hand over fist. Well, Stone Cold Steve Austin was left out. They didn't give him a bonus or nothing. So Stone Cold goes into their office. He gives him a Stone Cold stun, a bam, bam, and he quits. He takes his goat milk soap with him. But Giuseppe, Johnny, they recover. Takes him a little while, and they continue to make a lot of money on the Halloween. And they kept making money until Montgomery Ward went out of business. But if you notice, who stands tall? Stone Cold Steve Austin. He just stands tall. He has his belt. He's like, I'm the champion, bitches. And that is the history of Halloween. All right, you like that? Is that it? That's not, that's not, that's the history of Halloween. This has been History of the Holidays. Now go boo. Subscribe, like, follow, share. Tell people you like your podcast grumpy. It's the Grumpy Chunk Show. I did see this one thing called the hot tub diet. And I thought to myself, that's what I'm talking about right there. Thank you for continuing to listen to the Grumpy Chunk Podcast. Obviously, you're listening to the Grumpy Chunk Podcast and any of your favorite podcast apps, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, Ghana, or whichever podcast you use to get your favorite podcasts. You can also check us on the website, grumpy-chunk.captivate.fm, and you can type uh, the word Grumpy Chunk or the Grumpy Chunk Podcast into Google, and it, it'll pull up all the goog that it has. Also, feel free to email us, thegrumpychuckpodcast at gmail.com. So before we find out about what we learned this week, let's take a look at all the losers from last week. Epic fail. Oh, the Kansas City Chiefs? Mm-mm-mm. The Miami Dolphins? Again. The New York Jets? By a lot. The Chicago Bears? Los Angeles Dodgers? Really? The National Football League Sensitivity Coaches? Brian Laundry's parents and our former employers. Oh, damn. Now it's time for what we learned this week. We learned that a dark sense of humor could be a warning sign of dementia. Am I? I'm already there, aren't I? Heavens, I was right. The man is crazy. And unfortunately, we also learned that the New Zealand city of Christchurch fired its official wizard after keeping him on the payroll for more than 20 years. I'm a wizard, mind you. This place is kept by powerful gods and spirits of kings. What the hell's going to happen now? What happens when you need a wizard? Really? I mean, think about that. What happens when you need a wizard? A wizard is never late, nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. All right. 
We learned that Alexa is coming to retirement homes and hospitals very soon. Why does Grandma have to live so far away? Why don't we just stick her in a nursing home closer to us so I don't have to drive six hours to get a damn present? <laughs> I can't imagine that. You know what? I, I can imagine, you know, when I finally go into a home. I can see me in a home. I'll be asking for tapioca pudding from Alexa. Alexa, where's my tapioca pudding? And Alexa's going to be like, I'm sorry, would you like to order tapioca pudding from Amazon.com? No, I want it from the nurse. Okay, I'll order that on Amazon.com. Would you like to use the card that ends in 2224? No, I don't want to order it. I want my nurse. Oh, damn. We also learned that the Chicago Bears head coach Matt Nagy tested positive for COVID-19 following the Week 7 blowout loss to the Buccaneers. Well, I guess that makes you a total loser. <laughs> I'm not a Bears fan, but let me tell you something. I think the Bears would have had a better chance against the Buccaneers had coach Matt Nagy tested positive before the game and not been involved in the game. What, 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 what? Did you hear that? So the reason the quarterback Fields kept throwing interceptions is because in his earpiece, the coaching staff kept telling him that there were 12 men on the field and go ahead and throw it down the field and get the free play. There was the correct men on the field and it was, oh, it's just stupid. Chicago Bears are horrible. Just horrible. The best thing to happen to the Chicago Bears was Matt Nagy getting COVID-19 and being out for a little bit. I don't want him to pass away. I don't want him to die. I don't want him to suffer, but I don't want him to coach the Bears anymore. It's embarrassing. I'm not even a Bears fan, and I'm embarrassed for the Bears fans. It's time to call out the Bears! The Bears? Grizzly Bears! We also learned that John Hughes was going to make a sequel to The Breakfast Club, and I say to him, I'm so glad you didn't. I'm so glad you didn't. Just let it be. No sequel. Just let it be. Thank you. Thank you for failing to make a sequel. What was that ruckus? Uh, what ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? Watch your tongue, young man. Watch it. We also learned that LSD and shrooms can be linked to lower heart disease and diabetes. Hey, baby, I don't have heart disease or diabetes anymore because I'm doing shrooms and LSD. Look at all the fancy colors. Is that music I hear? It sounds like Tiny Tim. Why is that squirrel talking to me? I don't have diabetes. You're pretty high and far out, aren't you? What kind of kick are you on, son? And finally, finally, we learn from Dog the Bounty Hunter that the Brian Laundry case is closed. Thanks to him being found dead in a, in a swamp. Dog the Bounty Hunter, America appreciates all your help in solving this dastardly crime. Oh my God, this dude can't even just let it go. He should never been involved in the first place. It's so stupid. All right, no, no, you know what? We're going to end it. Case dismissed. Coming up this week, before Halloween, don't forget the special bonus that's going to be coming down from Tony Bag of Donuts for Halloween. You're <laughs> I don't know what he has planned. It should be good. Peace, love, happiness, the abstract truth, because that is the only truth that is truthful. I'm out. I now return you to the end of the world, already in progress.